From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we're talking about taking control of the chatter in your head during sex and those thoughts that keep you from taking action in your marriage. We want to share a quote from Winston Churchill. He said, when eagles are silent, parrots begin to chatter. I just love that. I just think like when you think of an eagle soaring, Mm -hmm. everything is, it's just looking, it's it's looking to and fro. Yeah, there's just power in that eagle. I mean, I love it. And then you just have this image of parrots chattering and Mm -hmm. um, just how noisy that can be and what that looks like. It's such a strong visual and we are going to be talking about that in today's show. But first, we start each show with a hug and a hug is an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family who either they themselves or their marriage has experienced breakthrough because of the show. And this week's hug is brought to you by the Position of the Month Club. And we're going to be sharing more about this club and how it's transforming marriages later in the show. The email or the hug comes from an email that we received that starts off by saying, I just wanted to share how thankful I am for your podcast and blog. I consider myself a very modest person. And even though I've been married almost seven years, I still struggle with whether or not something we're trying new together is wrong. Mm. I was so surprised about the mutual masturbation topic because no one I know talks about that. Yeah, we're, we're aware of that. Yep. It's it, those types of things that we talk about here in the one show. I didn't realize that that's something that we do and it's 100% okay. You two have created such a safe space to be educated about new and healthy things. And it's helped us to not only deepen and strengthen our intimacy and overall our relationship. Thanks for all that you do. That's awesome. Love it. And if you want to check out the show that she mentioned, you can go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash 508. The title of that show is Mutual Masturbation. Mm-hmm. And you know, in that show, it's so interesting because that was the show that was actually the catalyst for this show. Because around the 17-minute mark, 17, 18-minute mark, Tony had briefly you know, talked about the chatter in his head and, and just talking about breaking through that chatter so that we could connect sexually mm-hmm. and you know it ties in so much with our hashtag this year which is hashtag in the moment mm-hmm. but that i don't know it was probably about what do you say about 60 seconds yeah it was about a minute about a minute in the show started this conversation with our summit partners in the position of the month club and and you know, all of a sudden there's this question that pops up hey tony you know you mentioned this in the show how do you do it yeah what does that look like? You know, how is this even possible? What are you, what are you thinking about instead? What does it look like to do this? What do I do with all the stuff that I have in my head? Where is that supposed to go? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, literally 60 seconds of one show becomes a catalyst for another show because there are so many questions about it. And that's what we love about our summit partners, just that engagement of making us go one step further, taking it to a new level. And, you know, we asked, the one family on IG stories this past week, uh, do you struggle with thoughts that are keeping you from being intimate? And 77% of you said yes. So I just want you to think for a minute, if you go out with another couple and there's four of you sitting at a table, three of you 
have struggled with this. Mm-hmm. Which, when you start thinking about it from that perspective, it's very significant that this this is an issue that we have these thoughts in our head that, you know, and I, the reason I give you that example is because a lot of times we think that if we're struggling with some, something that we're the only ones struggling with it. Right. And so you have to understand that other people are struggling with, you know, these thoughts are keeping us with being into being intimate with our spouses. It's that chatter. And y'all shared that you have this chatter that goes something like, I'm scared that he or she is going to say no or reject me. I don't know. Now this now this would be in the case of we're already in bed possibly or we're about to go to bed or we're going to ha- we're going to introduce our sexual intimacy initiate somewhere of that nature. I, I'm thinking is where you're where you're saying these thoughts are coming from. Well, it could even be thinking, you know, like at four o'clock in the afternoon. I think we might want to have sex, and you. I mean, I I was talking to somebody the other day, one of my coaching clients, and we were talking about chatter and about having a conversation with his wife. And one of the things he said was that, you know, between thinking he's going to have a conversation with his wife or initiate or do something like that, as he's leaving the office in the drive home, he could actually talk himself out of it because he starts all of these thoughts, this chatter, the nonstop chatter starts coming. It's not even necessarily that you're already in bed. I mean, congratulations, you've gotten that far. Some of this chatter actually keeps you from even like getting there, getting there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. It, it's, you know, it's the worries about performance. I don't know that my body's going to respond or perform. Does he or she still find me attractive? Do they want me? There, there's just so much other stuff on my head that, that I can't, I can't even get fully present or in the moment. Mm-hmm. What about if the kids hear us? And can I just, can I just say a slide about this one? I, I've struggled with this one throughout the years. We now have teenagers. They know we have sex. In fact, if one of them knocks on the door and we open the door, there's always that knowing look of, hmm. I know what you guys were about to do. They'll be fine. In fact, your kids should know that sex is part of marriage. That's just a complete aside there. But you know, one of the other pieces of chatter that comes through is, I'm, I'm so distracted. Why can't I just be present? And truth be told is that sometimes these voices seem so loud. Mm-hmm. It's like you have a megaphone or a loudspeaker in your head bombarding you. Just saying, don't do it. Now is not the right time. There's so much to do. You can do this later. These negative thoughts will always convince us that it's just better if it happens later. Mm. And that voice or voices, and it's okay to admit that your thoughts get loud and they're like voices in your head. I would say if we were all honest with each other and, you know, Tony, you can share. I think we all have them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I still do. I mean, there there are definitely ways that we're going to share how we stop that chatter, and I think you and I approach it very differently. Mm-hmm. And I would say there are definitely times when in our relationship that there are those that are louder in my head mm-hmm. at times, and there are those that are louder in your head at time, and there are times when they're both loud in both of our heads at the same time. It's a dangerous combination when those two are, are happening at the same time. Right. You, you know what I mean? Because we, we said that three and four, three out of four have this going on. And so at some point in time, there is some combination of that happening even in the relationship. Right. Because I I mean, heck, I, I would be lying if I said I never experienced that. I think 
the devil wants to continuously take us out of our game. And one of the ways that he does that is by just throwing in a seed and allowing us to just germinate on it and allow it to get louder and louder to take us out of our marriage, to take us out of being present, to take us out of being in the moment. Absolutely. And, you know, recently, and when I say recently, I'm talking in the last 30 to 60 days, Tony and I were in bed. It was he was definitely initiating. I knew he was initiating. He knew he was initiating. It's called the intimacy lifestyle. If it's Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday, and it's one of those days, I'm initiating. So she so, pretty much knows, and that's been happening for, oh, about 10 years now. Right. So we were all really clear on what was going on here. And in that moment, guys, I wanted to say no. Like everything in me was like, no, nope, no, nope, this is not working for me. I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. Like I'm cool with rejecting him again. And keep in mind, we've taken rejection out of the bedroom as part of the, the, our intimacy lifestyle for like the last 10 years. But I'm having this whole back and forth conversation in my head and, and I could hear it, the do it, I don't want to, do it, I don't want to, going back and forth. And I could tell you that, I could tell that Tony was picking up that something was going on because he's just looking at me like. Well, I can, I can sense it. And I don't know if it's, it's. In, in husbands and wives, as you're listening, you're looking at your spouse and you're, you're in foreplay and you're, you're getting into it. Sometimes it's, it's not even that you're looking at your spouse. Your eyes may be closed and yet you can feel the tension. You can feel the disconnect. Mm -hmm. And, and so I, if I'm correct, I, I'm trying to remember this situation where we were at and it's happened before, but it, to me, it's more of, I can sense it. Mm-hmm. And so he asked me, he's like, what are you thinking about? Right. You know, and which is always a very, very good indicator that I'm probably not fully present. And I said, just give me a minute. And in that moment. And, and so here's the, here's the difficult part in that time frame, It is very difficult. I will say for the, the one spouse who is initiating to just be like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to wait a minute now. You, you may have to backtrack a little bit. And, and in this, and I'm going to let you yeah. talk about how you did it, but I, I want to say in that moment for myself, I'm going, okay, we're going to have to backtrack a little bit. We may have to get emotionally connected here before we can get into the sexual intimacy. And just knowing that for myself and I've learned over the years, it's okay. I may go from hard to flaccid. It's okay. Like that's being real with Elisa and just letting her know like, hey, I was ready, but in that minute time... That's a lot of time for me to try to focus and stay erect. And, and so just allowing her to understand where I'm coming from so I don't allow the thoughts and the chatter to jump into my head to say that I'm not adequate enough. Like, mm -hmm. I can't hold an erection. Oh, you're not good enough, Tony. So now you're going to have to wait because you couldn't get your wife excited and aroused as soon as you got into bed. So that, that can happen. So I'll, I'll let you take your side. Yeah. And it honestly had nothing to do with Tony's abilities. It was all the, I don't want to going on in my head. And, and in that, I was like, there is no good reason to say no tonight. Like I'm not sick. I don't have my period. And that's generally the only two reasons that I say no anymore. And he's usually aware of it. So like he doesn't even you know, initiate. And so I said, you know what? You actually enjoy, like this is a conversation in my head. You enjoy having sex with your husband. You enjoy having orgasms. You enjoy hearing him moan in pleasure. So get your head in the game. 
This whole idea of rejecting him is not going to grow your marriage. It's not going to advance the relationship that you have. So buck up, put on your big girl panties, and let's get in the game. Or take them off. Well, yeah, I guess in that case, take them off. They were probably already off at the time. But you know what I'm saying? Like that was the first time. Guys, we're almost married 23 years. That was the first time, and this is in the last 60 days, that I said, you know what? I'm not going to let my thoughts control my sex life. And it was incredible. We had this amazing, this amazing encounter because I made a different choice. 10, 12 years ago, let me tell you, I would have been like, yeah, no, no. And it's ironic that the thoughts that keep repeating themselves are not the ones that say, you're an amazing lover. This sexual encounter is going to be fantastic. You know he or she wants you. Those are not the thoughts that we have on repeat. It's the, the negative thoughts as I explained to one of my coaching clients, I said, those negative thoughts are literally, like imagine this, they're a hamster on a wheel in your head. And that hamster has been given more sugar than a two-year-old with a triple scoop ice cream cone. <laughs> so that yeah. hamster is just running, repeating all of the negative thoughts. And the hamster doesn't know how to get off the wheel. And those, those thoughts, those repetitive thoughts come from, you know, body image issues. Mm-hmm been there over the last 23 years, I've definitely had body image issues that have kept me. I mean, I remember after both kids, especially after Alex and, and in between Alex and Abby and, and the miscarriage and everything like that, where I, I dropped down to a weight that I'd never been before. You know, I'm like five, seven, five, eight, and I was weighing in at 105 pounds mm-hmm. and yeah. I've shared it on the show before. I, I literally looked like a skeleton covered in skin and I knew I didn't look good. I knew that sex wasn't comfortable with my body because I'd lost so much weight and I struggled. Yeah, that, that was a that was a period of time for sure. And we were both aware of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we discussed it a lot. And, you know, from my standpoint, it, it didn't impact me. I knew it impacted Elisa. So I needed to make sure that I was there and encouraging her and letting her know that I loved her no, no matter where she was, where her body was in that time frame, and yet, hey, the chatter still happens, mm-hmm. right? We can encourage, we can, we can um, speak life over our spouse, and yet, we can only do it once and hope that it works, because the negative chatter will outweigh. It's like weeds; weeds will just grow. There's no problem. Like weeds will just grow. You're trying to you're trying to grow grass. And you want that lawn to look really good, man, you got to take care of that thing. You got to, you got to water it. You got to fertilize it. You got to make sure you're mowing it. If you leave it for a month, believe me, it'll, it'll be overrun and weeds will just start going all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the same things that happen with our thoughts and the chatter that's in our heads. Oh, so true. Cause not just body image issues that cause those thoughts to run rampant. Maybe there's been past rejection or continuous rejection in your marriage. I mean, I was telling a client the other day that, that not that I take pride in this, but really the first 10, 11 years of our marriage, I was the queen of rejection. Mm-hmm. I, I had often joked when we first started one and it, you know, kind of serious, kind of joking that I could have written a book called queen of rejection, all of the different, you know, one liners that I used to reject Tony. It's a wonder he even still wanted to have sex with me, right? It, it, maybe it's just the overwhelm of all of the things on your to-do list, all of the things that everybody else is asking you to do and you're wondering how on earth do I make my spouse a priority when everybody else needs something from me? 
mm-hmm. or is asking something of me. And this can come from the home. Mm-hmm. It can come from extended family. It could come from your church family. It can come from volunteer organizations. It can come from work. Right. It can come from coaching, little league. You know, there's all sorts of places where that overwhelm can come from, you know? So just, it's not just the home where that comes in from. I think we, we get that overwhelm from multiple places and being aware of that and understanding that I, I also think is very helpful in being able to shut it out and, and move on. Absolutely. And, you know, maybe for some of you, there's performance pressure. Mm. You know, Tony mentioned, you know, when I asked for that minute, you know, the ability to maintain an erection, we've had conversations and we've done shows on premature ejaculation, you know, delayed ejaculation, the inability to achieve an orgasm, Mm -hmm. right? These are all things that impact it. And, you know, I I don't know how many of you remember the old Tom and Jerry cartoons. Um, If if you've ever coached with me, you know, I've mentioned it once or twice because our thoughts are like the, the little angel mouse that sits on one shoulder and the devil mouse that sits on the other shoulder. And those negative emotions, those negative thoughts are really like the devil poking you, Mm -hmm. right? Every time you feel a little like twinge or you can imagine the cartoon, it was that it was the negative thought, like poke, 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 poke. And we assume or we accept that the negative self-talk is a part of life, that there's no way that I can control these thoughts that, you know, that it is what it is. And I'm telling you, if you ever say that to Tony or I, we're probably going to call you on it because it's, it is like nails on a chalkboard. It's five words that I think we need to just get out of our lexicon. It just, it it doesn't need to be there. It is what it is, is to me, you are just letting anything or anyone take control and do what they want. mm -hmm. It's like the wind's blowing West. I'm moving, you know, East. Because it's blowing me that way instead of standing firm Mm -hmm. on a foundation that you guys have built. You guys have, you're you're here. You're listening to the One Extraordinary Marriage show because you are going out there. You are being intentional. You are taking action in your marriage and in your life. Absolutely. You know, and we want to jump into some effective strategies for silencing the thoughts in your head. But first, we want to share about this week's sponsor, and that's the Position of the Month Club. And the Position of the Month Club is the number one community for couples who want deeper intimacy in and out of the bedroom. The club is a community of folks who uplift and encourage each other, who are willing to be vulnerable and take off the masks about all areas of their marriage and really about their life in order to strengthen their connection and relationship. I mean, we see we see couples sharing about the loss of parents. We see them encouraging each other on the first day of school with kids. You know, as one person said, I can't imagine losing the sense of love and community that we have in the club. And, and we see it as people really take off the masks in their marriage and, and, you know, share the fun things, but share the really hard things too. And another shared with us, we needed a community to rely on that brought us closer after having our third baby. It was time to put marriage first and we wanted a godly perspective on sex and intimacy, but Mm. don't just take their word for it. Find out for yourself how the position of the month club can transform your marriage. Check it out at positionofthemonthclub.com. It's more than just a new position each month. It's the resources and community that matter for you and your marriage. Join now at positionofthemonthclub.com. So as we're talking about this chatter, right? First, you got to identify what it is, right? So often we're like on robot mode where we're just going through our day and you're not even aware of the thoughts you're having, the thoughts that say, oh, you can't do this. You shouldn't do it. He or she doesn't want you. Like you need to stop. You need to stop and say, what am I, 
Like if I'm not initiating right now, if I'm not in the game with my spouse, what is going on between my two ears mm-hmm. that is keeping me from being in the moment? That is keeping me from being present. That is keeping me from allowing my body to respond. Now, and I also want to say this too. This can be in your sexual intimacy. Mm-hmm. We could be talking about romancing. We could talk about date night. There are a number of areas where the chatter is taking you out of your marriage. Mm-hmm. Well, we're really honing in on that sexual intimacy though because we find for ourselves and for many in the one family, that's the place where they're not in the moment and they don't really get to truly, it, it, this is that time that the only the two of you get to spend together and get to be so close and yet the chatter is taking you out of the game mm-hmm. and it's just a physical act. And it's wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Let's get this done and move on. We've been there. And I will say, those those times are the times when I'm just like, why do we even have sex? But when we can cut that chatter out and we can truly be in that moment, the things that happen in our bedroom, and when I say things like the excitement mm-hmm. that we get to experience, the, 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 the orgasms we get to experience. The those connection. Are, the connection. Those are heightened. And it allows us to take that sexual intimacy to the next day, to the next day, because there's such, there's just such a, man, things just fall, fall away. Mm-hmm. That, that's all I can, that, that's the way I can explain it is like the little things like taking out the garbage doesn't really matter anymore. It's like, take out the garbage, do the dishes, who cares? Like go for it. But when it's just a physical act, I, I'll tell you, we can get out of bed and we can, we can just start being bickering at each other. Mm-hmm. That's happened. And the reality is, is that you can't combat what you aren't aware of. So you need to know what those thoughts are, write them down, you know, keep a note on your phone so that you can actually then start to evaluate what is true and what has been imagined. And there's in the negative thoughts, there's often an element of truth, but collectively we have a tendency to embellish what's going on. It's like, uh, I was talking to somebody last week and you know, he's the husband, I'm talking to the husband and he says, well, I think my wife thinks this. And I said, well, you think, or, you know, well, that was really where I was going with that. I said, okay. have you asked her? Right. Cause he had this whole scenario playing out in his head about how she was going to respond and what she was thinking and why he wasn't doing, you know, it, all of these things. And I, you know, have you asked her? And he said, no. And I said, well, then how do you know? Because you've created this whole scenario. You have this whole, you know, yes, there was an element of truth, but you've, you've concocted this imagined reality that is keeping you from stepping into an amazing future. Okay. So I want to talk about that real quick here. So Elisa and I get into this a lot, especially here at One Extraordinary Marriage, when we're looking at certain things, shows, putting on a workshop, putting on a conference or, or whatever it may be. And what ends up happening, and even in our own lives, things will begin to happen. Elisa goes, well, I need to know what's going to happen. This, 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 this. It's like five steps down the road. And I'm like, honey, we need to, we need to hone in on what's happening now, mm-hmm. even with our kids. Well, this could happen. That could happen. Blah, blah, blah. And to me, this is worry. And worry is going to just destroy you. Because you don't know what's going to happen in your marriage or the next step unless you take care of what's happening now. So for this husband in particular, you got to ask the question. Mm -hmm. Because to bring up all these what ifs is just a waste of time. And for me, I've destroyed the chatter in my head because I've deleted the what ifs. I've said what's happening now and that's what I can control. 
for the most part. And then once that goes, once we walk through that, then we'll go to the next step. Well, and you just brought up something that I hadn't even thought about as we were preparing for this show is that if you've got the what ifs going through your head or the what about this, then that probably means you've got something that you need to address. Sure. Because those are the, the, that's what we're playing in our head. Well, mm-hmm. what if I do this and he does this? What if she says this and then I do this? You know, what if, what about? And so you've got, you've got to take those thoughts captive. And mm-hmm. there's a scripture, Second um, Corinthians ten five, that says we demolish arguments and every pretense that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Mm-hmm. Right. We have this power to take control of our thoughts. We have to look at what's true in them and what's a lie or an embellishment that is not true. And then we have to take action on that. You know, if it's a physical situation and you're worried that your body isn't going to perform or you're feeling that performance pressure, then what have been the conversations the two of you have had about this? Are you holding that all inside so that your spouse doesn't know it's something you're struggling with and you're just like, no, I don't want to have sex. And they're like, but don't you think I'm attractive? And it turns out that you're really wrestling with whether or not you can get an erection or have an orgasm. And they are actually thinking now that there's something wrong with them. And, and here's the thing, though, too. If physically you're unable to have an erection, a lot of times I've, I've talked to so many guys, the fear, there, there's fear that is stopping you from seeking out professional help. I, and I know we had a, a sponsor some time ago, Gain, Gain Waves. Gains Wave. Gains Wave fantastic, fantastic folks. I'll put um, a link to them in the episode notes here for you guys to, to, to look and search out. But fear will stop us mm-hmm. from really, from, from being able to perform. Like, because we're, we're, we're scared of what the news may be. And yet, sometimes we need to get the news to just go, oh, okay, uh, that's not happening. Like, well, we, we become... We, we, we become Google MDs. Mm, wow. Wow. And in that, and especially even with our sexual intimacy, we, we become these Google MDs and it's like, oh my gosh, this is what I have and this is this and this is that and blah, blah. And before you know it, it's like what you're thinking is going to come to pass. Mm. It's going to manifest. And yes, this is where you are. And yet there are those who, who legitimately have physical issues. Mm-hmm. So Go begin to speak to a doctor. And again, I'll put Gainswave, a link to them in our show notes. Absolutely. And, you know, for those of you that are dealing with rejection or insecurities, you need to look at what what it's going to look like to be healed in your marriage. What needs to be healed? What hurts have the two of you been holding onto that are keeping you from being in the moment? Mm. And, and just like if you need medical help because... If there's something going on with erectile dysfunction or, you know, vaginismus or these things that are keeping you from being sexually intimate, if there are things that are keeping the emotional connection from happening, then you need to go get help for that as well. Because when you have that breakthrough, like in so many of the hugs that we read, it's amazing how much closer the two of you can be sexually when there's been the emotional healing. I see it all the time in coaching clients. And, and if you're thinking, okay, now's the time for coaching, then go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching and start that process. There's nothing that says that you have to stay stuck with these thoughts in your head. There's nothing that says, you know what, if you've got this to-do list hanging over your head, that you can't park it outside of the bedroom, table all those thoughts before you go in to have sex with your spouse and pick them back up. All right. So here's, here's some tangible ways yeah. that you can do this and what I've been working on and helps for me. One, write them down. 
get get it out. And so another thing that I've had to learn as well is every day I'm given, I can do my best that day. This is the day I've been given. This is the present moment. What's happened in the past is the past and what's happening or going to happen in the future is in the future. Right now where I'm at, this is what I can do. And so for me, this is what I've been able to do. I have my, I have a to-do list. Sometimes it's in my head. A lot of times it's written down. And sometimes that goes back and forth just depending on where I'm at. So a lot of times it will be just in my head and that will take me out. So what I need to do is I need to write down all that stuff. Have a hard deadline. For some of you, you need to have a hard deadline when everything gets turned off, work is done, you need to do that. And for some, hey, you know what? It may be five o'clock. For others of you, it may be nine o'clock. It may be 10 o'clock. That's, that's up to you. But know that when you are done with your day, you've done everything that you could do that day. Now, having said that, once, once you're walking into your bedroom, right? You, you need to now prepare yourself and, and, and just have some saying, something that allows you to go, my day is done and I'm walking into my bedroom to be with my spouse. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes for even for Elisa and I, I, I will pick up my Bible. I'm reading before, because Elisa's usually getting ready. She's taking her time. Bah, 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 bah. Right now I'm just reading the, the red words of Jesus. And so I'm just reading those words. And for me, that allows me to let everything else drop away. And I'm just focusing in on what Jesus is speaking to me. Then she'll come to bed and everything is at that point in time for me, everything else is off and gone and it's focusing in on Elisa. Well, and I'll share that while, you know, when he's like, and she's in the bathroom getting ready, blah, 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 blah. I've started now when I'm in the bathroom getting myself ready, I start thinking about being sexually intimate with Tony. Like I, I know he's been planting the seed. I know this is what we're going to do. Like I'm already thinking it's going to be amazing. It's kind of like priming the pump for mm-hmm. lack of a better word. I, I'm preparing myself before I, so I, I may take a little bit longer, but it's because I'm actually getting there in a mental headspace. And you know, it doesn't matter what your challenge is. What matters is that you need to ask yourself one question. What is this chatter costing you in terms of connection with your spouse? Because every negative thought has a cost to it. It, It's taking you out of the game. It's taking you from having that extraordinary marriage. And if the cost is great enough, you'll do something to, to interrupt it. You'll do something to break that cycle. But we won't, we don't ever break cycles until the cost becomes so great. And we want you guys to actually take action before the cost becomes more than, than you wanted to pay. Mm-hmm. Because the chatter, guys, the chatter can take you out in a minute. But to create an extraordinary marriage, you need to be stronger than your thoughts. You need to replace those negative yeah. thoughts with truth, with positive thoughts, with the encouragement that you need to create the marriage that you desire. Yeah. And so this week, as you go about it, Think about where the chatter is taking you out and then just stop it, arrest it, write it down and, and leave it. So that way you can be sexually intimate and in the moment with your spouse. We want to hear about it. We want to hear from you guys. We want to hear how you stop the chatter. So reach out to us. We'd love to hear you at, on Instagram. You can reach out at, with a DM at, at uh, one extraordinary marriage.com, you know, put something in your story, share with us. We want to share with the one family and let them know that this is how others in the one family are doing it and they can do it. Wow. And they can do it 
as well. We love you guys. We're excited as you go on this week of decluttering your mind. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week, and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys. <laughs>